I've had probably six Beatles and then going to all the Volkswagen shows and everything, I just fell in love with the buses. And so I went looking for the first one I could find that I could afford. So I, I, I got this, this bay window and I, I actually love it just as much as, you know, the idea of owning a splitty. I, I love this bus. That's Joe Stanaway. We're Miracle and Ryan Ireland. And this is So You Owned a VW Bus, the podcast fueled by the stories, the tall tales, and fables from folks like Joe. Like so many people we've met along the way, our first encounter with Joe predated this podcast. When I first met you, we, we were in front of a brewery in Xenia, and it was the, hey, he's got a bus, he's got a bus, let's talk, and cool conversations. A cool conversation indeed. When we met Joe outside that brewery in Xenia, we had been driving by an Addy and saw a really sharp-looking bus. I pulled a Yui, and Joe was gracious enough to show us his work in progress, which already looked really nice. Yeah, in fact, he had bought a really nice steering wheel. POTUS bought me that. The steering wheel is one of those luxury items that you don't want to buy and you can't afford until there's like a pandemic and then the president gives out free money and you're like, okay, I can afford it now. So yeah, if anybody's wanting to know, I didn't donate to any better causes. I bought myself a steering wheel. (laughs) To fully appreciate the work that Joe has done, you have to understand where this bus started from. Well, I told the wife that I wanted a bus and um, it wasn't in the plans. And one day I was at work and I was just flipping through Facebook uh, marketplace and one popped up and I said, well, if it's got good bones, I'll go down and look at it. So I called the guy and he said, yeah, I just listed it about two hours ago and I've had like 22 calls. So if you want it and you're serious, he said, at least bring a down payment and your, and your trailer. So it was down by um, Hollywood Casino in in Lawrenceburg, Indiana, if you just go over the river into Kentucky, um, I followed my Google Maps and it took me back about a quarter of a mile up a dirt hill, dirt lane, up a mountain into this guy's backyard, and there it was in the back of a in the back of a barn. Uh, he had done work for somebody, and instead of them paying him, they paid him with giving him the bus. He had done some motor work for somebody for a V8, so. So I'm thinking that he was not a Volkswagen guy. I don't think he was a Volkswagen guy. He said it sat in his barn for 12 years. Um, I looked at the bus. I said, I got to have it. What do you want? He told me what he wanted. And that's one of the things, you've, if, if, you, if you're if you on e, um, Bay Pride or the Samba or anything, you see that anything's going for at least seven or 8000 And like he wanted like $3,800. And I just, okay. But it was it was stripped. There was nothing inside, and it needed everything. So he told me it didn't have any brakes. Uh, we loaded it up on the <laughs> we loaded it up on the the car hauler with a skid steer and like a block and tackle. And he pulled me up on there and went to stop, and the brakes went to the the brake pedal went to the floor. So we tied everything down. I got it home, and I rolled it off the back, and it just rolled. It just completely rolled to the back. We pushed it here, and I got up underneath, and there was nothing from the brake pedal back. No master cylinder, no 
power booster, no brake lines, no guts in the back wheel, no nothing. There was no, no front brakes, no discs, no nothing. It had a motor in it, but it, it sounded really bad. It took me about, I don't know, a month and a half to get it running. I could not get the Progressive 3238 that was in it to run. Um, the distributor and nothing. It was just everything inside the motor was, I mean, it had a, all the mechanics worked. It's just, I needed spark. I needed fuel. I needed, and the, the gas tank had rust in it. And I went through about, I don't know, 10 filters before I finally got all the rust out and put a new filter in the top and, but it didn't have any exhaust on it. And I finally got everything, you know, lined up and it, it fired up. I acted like a little kid. <laughs> Meaning you drove it all around? No, it didn't go anywhere. It just sat here and it, it sounded like a, a old World War II warplane, <laughs> as loud as it was. And I was jumping around in the backyard like a little kid because it fired up. Just, it, it took probably about a year before I could just drive it down the street. And the bus he drives down the street is really very special. It's a 73 Sportsmobile. There's a company in Indiana called Sportsmobile, and what they did was bought a bunch of tin tops, and then they uh, put their own camping gear and camping tops on them. The Sportsmobile has what they call a penthouse pop-up top. A lot of the interior was mocked from the Riviera or something, but my, my penthouse top pops straight up instead of in that 45-degree angle front to back like the other ones. Cool story, it, when I got done with it, I was missing the decals and stuff that that went on it and I got a hold of them and they sent me decals for the for the bus so I do have new sportsmobile decals well you know what they say about buses and Volkswagens they're never done and so I shouldn't say it's done I guess it looks really done to me it is a gorgeous olive green camper van with attention paid to every single detail from the decoupage fold-out table to the mid-century modern seat upholstery in the back and the poplar paneling on the inside is absolute perfection Every piece is fitted together and trims out the interior. Yeah, I did all the woodwork inside. Uh, basically, it was a shell when I got it. No, I'm not a trained woodworker. I'm actually a clinical engineer for the hospital here in Dayton. I do all their um, maintenance and preventative maintenance and work on the ultrasound systems for all of Dayton. The bus is a labor of love for Joe and one he is happy to work on. The only thing that I've had done to it that I didn't do after cracking two windshields, I had the third one put in professionally, and then I had it painted. Um, but everything else I've done or fabricated, I've always done. I've always, I get something in my mind, and I just, I just do it. I'm that way with metal. I'm that way with wood. I'm that way with just about anything. When asked about where his handiness comes from, it becomes apparent that it might be hereditary. I've been in the Volkswagens my entire life. My grandfather was a mechanic. Um, they came up from Tennessee in the fifties after, or probably right after Korea and looking for work like everybody in Appalachia did. He got a job downtown Dayton working for the Volkswagen dealership. And I probably tore my fort, my first motor down with him when I was probably eight years old. Even though Joe's grandfather has passed, his legacy lives on. I've actually taken both Volkswagens to the graveyard up here in, Z in Xenia and and showed them to my grandpa and sat and talked to Gramps and 
he would definitely be proud of. I guess that's about it. And that's about it for us too, guys. You really need to see the pictures of Joe's bus to fully appreciate it. So check out the pics on our Instagram, at On the Road with Addie. Catch up on the latest from our 26,000-mile road trip, where we are collecting more stories from VW owners past and present by visiting our website, ontheroadwithaddie.com. Addie is spelled A-D-I-E. Until we meet again, my friends. <laughs>